Plug Life Podcast. My name is Adam. My name is Sherry. Sherry Beth, what episode is this? 109. 109. 109 Dalmatians. <laughs> nope. No? That's the ninth edition in Disney's 101 Dalmatians series. No? Wow. Okay, so here is what we're talking about today. I just got back from Juno. Yep. While we were down there, uh, my team and I went into a gift shop, a store there called Kindred Post, which is... It's a cool store. They sell a bunch of stickers. It's where I got your pin, mm-hmm. your stickers I brought you back. I like it. Uh, it's also a like a post office. Oh, fun. It's super cool. Um, and while I was there looking through stickers, there's a sticker that I, I told Sherry I haven't been able to get out of my head. And the sticker said, the joy of missing out. We all know the term, the fear of missing out. FOMO. FOMO. Right? Yep. That kind of drives us to never say no, drives us never to miss things, drives us to like do stuff, go to places, all that. But this term, the joy of missing out, like I just, I haven't been able to get out of my head. Mm -hmm. It's such a cool concept that it's like, you know what? Like I'm actually better when I don't say yes to everything. (laughs) Shocking. Shocking. (laughs) And so that led, um, well, it led to some good conversation on the trip. My team and I talked a whole bunch about rest on this trip, uh, which is one of the areas of focus uh, really for our organization. Mm -hmm. Um, In the social service world, you typically see super high rates of burnout, exhaustion, um, people just get uh, get tired from the heaviness of the work and then go away. Yep, and and we'll get into this a little bit later, but it's not just like a physical or even just a mental exhaustion that drives people away from this stuff. Yeah, and so so kind of in the conversation that Sherry and I uh, were having about this when I got home about about rest and even different kinds of rest, uh, it brought back a book that I was given this last year. So some of you may remember this last year I went to Minnesota. Uh, my team and I went down there and we led a training uh, in Minnesota for an organization that wants to get into doing some anti-trafficking work. And while we were down there, the owners of a retreat center said, hey, since you're down here, why don't you and your team have a few days of just like a, a relaxation time of rest, a retreat? Mm-hmm. And one of the things they gave us all was this book called Sacred Rest, Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, and Restore Your Sanity. It's by uh, Sandra Dalton-Smith. And I had never heard of this book. I had never read this book. But a lot of our time together uh, kind of talked about the concepts in this book. Mm -hmm. It is the concepts in this book that Sherry and I are going to discuss and go through a little bit today. Yeah. And one of the things that it talks about, so when you think of rest... Maybe you think of taking a nap. Right. Or like just, a physical rest. A physical I think. rest. Yep. That's right. But this book kind of dives into the fact that there's actually multiple times of re- types of rest. It says there's seven types of rest. Mm-hmm. Sherry Beth, what are those? Those seven types of rest are physical, mm-hmm. mental, emotional, sensory, creative, social, and spiritual. So the idea isn't that we need all seven types of rest in equal amount, but that we need those different types of rest. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, and I'm going to use Sherry and I, we're going to give lots of examples from our own life. Um, I can, and oftentimes do, I think the thing that I do the most in this is physical rest. But there's times when I'll take two or three naps and I'm still just exhausted. Yeah. Right. For you, one of the things that you love to do is is read or watch movies. Mm-hmm. But there's times that it's like you just read for four hours and watch a couple of movies. Yet at the end of the day, you're exhausted. I'm still tired. Right. Yeah. And so what that's what's that really telling us is that you're getting a type of rest, but you might might not be getting the type of rest that your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit needs. Right. So I'm going to walk us through just a little bit um, of what these different types of rest are, what they mean, Mm -hmm. um, and then even like examples of what they are. And then we're going to talk a little bit about our own life, kind of what we're good at, what we're terrible at, (laughs) and then even moving forward, like what do we need? Yeah, what do we need to change in our lives to really um, get the – full kind of restoration that we need it started with a sticker in juno (laughs) and led us to here all right so physical rest again as sherry said i think this is the one we talked the most about um i love this description it says physical rest means taking a break from the physical activities that we do all day we often think of rest as just lying down or sitting uh, but it can also be things like stretching taking a nap obviously getting a massage taking short breaks going for walks Um, This says, when we rest physically, we give our muscles time to repair and recover, which helps us avoid injury and reduce fatigue. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of the rest you think about. Yeah, like when you say I need to rest, I think that's where most people's brains go. Go take a nap. Go take a nap. Exactly. Go take a bath. But sometimes that's not <laughs> enough. Right. Because the second type of rest is a mental rest. And that's simply just taking a break from the constant mental stimulation that we face every day. Living in a world that is like always on, that is always challenging us to unplug, uh, give our brains a break, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mental breaks or mental rest can be turning off your phones, avoiding social media, uh, meditating, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Uh, when we rest mentally, we give our brains time to recharge and process, which helps us stay focused, productive, and alert. Um, I think that mental rest is one. Well, you know what? I'm not going to go there yet because I want to dive into these, but I want to give an overview of all of them first. Okay. Got it? Yep. Great. <laughs> Number three is emotional rest. Uh, emotional rest means taking a break from the emotional demands that we face every day. Because most of us don't just face physical demands or mental demands. Uh, we also face emotional demands. Mm-hmm. And so things you can, what rest can look like for that is uh, spending time alone, avoiding stress or stressful situations or stressful people. We'll talk more about that. <laughs> um, talking to a trusted friend, practicing self-care, journaling, uh, spending time in nature. Uh, it says when we rest emotionally, we give ourselves time to process our feelings, which helps us maintain our emotional balance and avoid burnout. Emotional rest can be especially challenging because we often feel guilty for taking time for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Taking time for yourself feels selfish. Now, one of the things, just before I move on to the fourth one, um, that I think is important to know is that there is some overlap in things in this. Mm -hmm. Certain things um, like different forms of self-care, different forms of meditation or prayer could fall into multiple ones of these. Yep. So this is kind of an overview. Yep. Numero four. I just realized as I said that, didn't know what four was in Spanish. (laughs) Quattro? Thanks. Love you. Pre- appreciate that. Numero four. As soon as I started to say numero, I was like, I don't know what four is. <laughs> Please help. Um, that is sensory rest. Uh, sensory rest is when we take a break from the constant sensory input that we face every day. Obviously, in today's world, it is just like this constant barrage of light and sound and noise and information and media and on and on and on mm-hmm. right and so things like turning off the television uh like closing down your laptop shutting your eyes spending time in a quiet room taking a bath just like listening to calming music something that gives your senses a break from the constant war that we are under mm-hmm. yeah that's a big one yeah. uh number five this is one we're gonna talk a bunch about creative rest yeah Creative rest means taking a break from the constant creative demands that we face every day. We often feel like we need to be constantly producing and creating, but this can be exhausting. So creative rest can include activities like taking a break from work, pursuing a hobby, engaging in a creative activity that you enjoy. That's what we're going to focus on a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Um, When we rest creatively, we give our minds time to explore new ideas. Social rest. Which means taking a break from the social interaction, I struggle with this one, um, (laughs) that we face every day. We're social creatures, but socializing can be draining, especially for introverts. Even for extroverts. And I'm going to talk about that for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Spending time alone, avoiding social situations, spending time with close friends and family, having a solo picnic, hiker lunch, uh, lunch. So when we rest socially, we give ourselves time to recharge and maintain our emotional boundaries, which can help us avoid social burnout. And uh, kind of want to stay connected with others rather than seeing others as a burden. Yeah. The last one, spiritual rest. Mm -hmm. So spiritual rest means taking a break from the spiritual demands that we face every day. It can include activities like meditating, praying, engaging in a spiritual practice that you enjoy, spending time in nature, uh, doing things like yoga, right? Uh, Volunteering for a cause you care about. When we rest spiritually, it gives ourselves time to connect with our inner selves, uh, find meaning in our lives, which helps us stay grounded and fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Sherry Beth Legg. Adam Joseph Legg. You ready to dive into this? Let's do it. Um, First question for you. Mm -hmm. What's the type of rest that you feel like you are really good at or you default to? When you need rest, where do you go? Um, I definitely do default to the physical Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I do think that we talked about this earlier when we were kind of discussing whether we wanted to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like a lot of these overlap for me. Um, I am an introvert and so resting for me does include a physical rest, a, um, kind of an emotional rest, a 
social rest like it's kind of a it's removing a sensory rest really for me like it's kind of removing um distractions and it's it's sitting still and it's reading a book or it's Mm -hmm. watching a movie that i could just sort of lose myself in or you know i don't have to like think i think you know so for you as an introvert because here's the thing being an introvert doesn't mean you hate people it does not the, mean that I hate people. The whole introvert-extrovert thing, what that's referring to is simply where do you primarily draw your energy or what takes your energy. Right. Right? And so extroverts tend to get energy from people. Introverts tend to uh, have people drain energy. Right. So I I can be very social. Yep. Um, I do feel like I'm a friendly person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is draining to me to be around people. Yeah. So that's what it's not, it has nothing to do with like hating people. It's right. just like, where's your energy coming and where's your energy going? Yep. And so for you, what do you think it means going back to what we talked about at the beginning or, or earlier in the podcast, when you can sit and read a couple hundred pages in a book, yet you're still exhausted. I think that means that there's something else in me that needs a rest mm-hmm. that I'm not acknowledging and this is where i think you and i drop the ball on this oh yeah for sure so with my eds i do need a lot more like physical rest than most people 100 um because my body just hates you hates me (laughs) Uh, correct um in fact even just like yesterday it was just a bad day for me and i don't know why but i woke up in a ton of pain Mm -hmm. and i was in pain all day um and so i didn't do a lot i mean i just i i worked from home and i sat at my computer because i physically my body said no ma'am yeah just existing (laughs) right and for you it hurts a lot of days because of eds right yep yep so i feel like as far as physical rest i get probably plenty um probably more than Mm -hmm. um well certainly more than most people yeah um, just because I, I do try to listen to my body and when my body says absolutely not today, I, I don't do anything. You're pretty good about that, about having boundaries around, um, you understand the, both the capabilities and the limitations mm-hmm. of your body with the chronic illness that you have and the chronic pain that you live with. Right. Because on days that I do have a high pain day, if I try to push through it, the next day's worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you paid the price enough to know. Right. And so, like, I know that if I don't just give my body the physical rest that it needs, then the next day is going to be worse and worse and worse. And, like, it just it just snowballs from there. So, um, and to, to the point that my body will, like, shut down. Uh, like, I will get very sick or I will, so like, something mm-hmm. that will force me to stop. Yeah. So, for me, I'm I'm similar in that physical rest is the thing I default to when I feel tired I almost always just assume I need a nap (laughs) right you know what I mean or I need to just go to the float tank Mm -hmm. um which is also sensory rest we'll talk a little bit about that yeah um and and so I think that I have not done a good job of asking the question what's the kind of rest that I need today what kind of rest do I need right and I think that that is we talked about this too like that's something that we both struggle with Mm -hmm. um because we do kind of have a default and, you know, if we wake up tired, then, oh, well, today just needs to be a restful day in that we don't do anything. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that that's necessarily always what our bodies are saying. And so it's kind of trying to figure out what it is your body is saying and what kind of rest it needs. Yeah. What is the one on this list or two, I guess, one or two that you are just the worst at? Or even in this six, I think that with these types of rest. It does ebb and flow through life. Yeah. And it's like there might be a season where you're great at one and terrible at another. That might change. So right now, what are you, where are you at? Right now, I would say probably um, creative and spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for me right now, it is probably social rest and creative rest Mm -hmm. um, are the two that I am lacking the most. Where I feel like, oh, those are two that when I, even like reading those definitions, it was kind of like, ah, crap. <laughs> well, oh, damn it. no. <laughs> now, one of the things I want to do, Sherry, mm-hmm. and I didn't tell you I wanted to do this. Oh, no. So sorry for putting you on the spot. <laughs> I want to walk back through this list of seven. Okay. And I want to ask you, and I want to ask me, what do, what does physical rest 
most often look like for you or what do you think you need from that and then the same for me you know what i mean because like because we're different so and kind of go through kind of go through all seven of those to get an idea of what those could look like for us sure so physical rest for you physical rest for me is i mean literally holding still so finding a comfortable chair or couch or something and holding my body still yeah um yeah, I think that's what that's a, that looks like for me. That's a great me. answer. I think physical rest for me, uh, I, I think it's a nap. Yeah. I am, for a long time, I just tried to, I tried to fight naps. <laughs> and I'm learning to embrace the gift of naps. <laughs> uh, I took a nap. I think I've taken two naps today. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm not working today. Today's a day off for me, just so you know, right. um, as we're recording this. But, like, I just... I know, I was working and I texted him because it had been really quiet in the bedroom. And I was like, hello. And he was like, oh, I dozed. <laughs> yep. And uh, so I think taking a nap for me is like the physical thing um, yeah. that that I really enjoy. It's just sort of because if I'm awake, my mind is going. If I'm awake, I'm wanting to do stuff. But there's something about sleep that just like it's almost like I'm plugging into the matrix. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> yeah. I need that. I can just like I can just be. I will say like one of the activities that it says, you know, it could include for physical rest is getting massage mm-hmm. that is not restful for me at all um a massage for me can be restful uh i've had restful massages i've also had not restful massages uh one thing i would put in this for me was float tank except i'm gonna put that under sensory yeah because i think it fits at least for me better there mm-hmm. um but yeah Massages for me are not great. Here's the thing that I love uh, about bad, bad. I love about this list though, because under physical rest it says stretching or going for a walk. You might say, well, wait a second, those are physical activities. But I think the thing is, is physical rest doesn't mean that you do nothing physical. Right. But is the thing physical that you're doing renewing to you? Right. Going for a walk along the coastal trail in Anchorage on a beautiful summer day when the sun is shining and it's 75 degrees and there might be a moose on the trail and you just get to go and look at the inlet and the moose trees. Moose on the trail, not restful. Well, but see, for me, like, that's that's amazing physical rest. Oh, yeah. Is it a physical activity? Yes. But it is very physically restful. Well, and I think that this is another thing we kind of touched on. It's rest doesn't always mean rest. Sometimes it means renewal. That's exactly it. It's rest and renewal. Yeah. And so I can do something physical and feel like unbelievably renewed, mm-hmm. even though it, you know, rest doesn't just mean sitting down and doing nothing. I think that that's right. the, that's the kind of misnomer we need to get past. Yeah. That rest is not the absence of anything. Uh, so let's move on to mental rest. Mm-hmm. What for you does mental rest look like? Um, I mean, so the, the, uh, I just lost the word, but the uh, examples. Wow, we got there. That was <laughs> My very... brain just went. Whoop. You mocked um, me for knowing for not knowing Spanish earlier. And I'm going to mock you for not knowing English. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when we're talking about mental rest. Yeah. I think my brain needs a mental rest. Um, the examples that it includes is turning off your phone, avoiding social media, and practicing meditation. I feel like the first two, I'm decent at already. Especially the social media. Okay. Yeah, you're great at avoiding social media. <laughs> I have to remind myself to actually go on and, like, check my Instagram because I do have people that message me and then I'm, like, a week of memes and whatever. Then I'm like, whoops. Yeah, I just you haven't genuinely looked at those. never look. I never, ever look. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I feel like it's – so this says taking a break from the constant mental stimulation that we face every day. Um, I work with a lot of spreadsheets. I work with a lot of numbers. Um that's mentally exhausting for me and so it's not for me it's not necessarily like removing things that my eyes are focusing on Uh it's removing things that my eyes are focusing on that i have to think about so good and so that's where i think watching a movie or reading a book or something i that for me is kind of a mental break depending on the book (laughs) which is also why i read different books at different times of the day um and so I think like a, a mental a mental break for me is that kind of stuff that I don't have to think about or invest in. Okay. Um, yeah. I think a mental rest for me, what it ideally would look like, I also I struggle with this one as well, um, is probably the social media aspect. Um, it's easy for me to just like 
sit and scroll for hours. Just doom scroll. Just to doom scroll. You yep. know, and it's like, wait a second, like, what month is it? Yeah, <laughs> um, Insta or Tink Tonks or whatever. Yeah, and it's just that constant bombardment, mm-hmm. um, like, of, yeah, my gosh, the mental stimulation. Um, and not even always bad things, but, like, I Sherry mocks me because, like, my For You page on, um, on TikTok is, like, learning stuff or is like education stuff or is like and she's like what are you and i was like i don't know i just all of a sudden i just spent six hours like learning about sailors knots i don't know why like i literally don't know why but like um but like it's that that mental rest is something that i struggle with and i think it's because i tend to stay too connected to that ongoing stimulation if you're awake your brain wants to go yes that's exactly right and i want to stay connected to things that are always going right uh so number three was that emotional rest um what does emotional rest look like for you um i feel like the last couple of years i've gotten better at this um i have Try to limit the stressful situations that I'm in and stressful people that I'm around Mm -hmm. and people that I know just kind of stress me out. I've taken a step back from Um, in situations that I know stress me out. I've taken a a step back from. So I think that that is one of the things that I feel like I'm doing better at. Yeah, I think so. Um, Still have a ways to go. Because it's not always easy, but it is, I, I think for me, that's what that looks like, is making a conscious choice to step out of stressful situations, things that drain me emotionally. Um, you have absolutely gotten better. Oh, thank you. Like, <laughs> without question. Um, I think for me, um, it is weekly sabbath or day of rest Mm -hmm. like a weekly break because i mean you guys know a you guys know a very small part of my my work Uh, (laughs) obviously because of the anti-trafficking stuff we don't share a lot but there are weeks where it's like we're looking for someone that we don't think is still alive that we're trying to find like children that might be like sexually exploited or missing that we're trying it's it is stuff that is just so emotionally heavy Mm -hmm. that i need that intentional time to just like step away and have that break yep and so i think for me like the biggest emotional rest is is making sure that i'm taking a dedicated day to disconnect from the weight of the emotion of what i do throughout the week right and so i think that that's primarily what emotional rest would look like for me Mm -hmm. uh sensory rest sensory rest i this is another thing that i feel like i'm getting better at okay um, and I don't think that I ever really realized that I do have like sensory issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, and I and I'm realizing that, and I'm getting better about recognizing when I'm overstimulated. Yeah. And um, even like for example, today. Okay, I'm glad you're going to share this because I was going to ask you to share this <laughs> as an example of this. Um, I was working. And my desk is set up in the living room, and Adam was also in the living room editing one of our vlogs. And usually it's not a problem. Like, it's just, you know, background noise and whatever, and I'm working. But I was trying to focus on this one thing that's always just difficult (laughs) for me at work. And um, I found myself, like, over and over trying to do the same thing. And I was just like, I, I could not with the editing of the vlog going on behind me. And so I asked Adam, I said, could you either pause the editing or go into another room or put your AirPods in? in, um, Because I need to be able to focus on this and I cannot with this other thing going on. Yep. Um, And in that kind of stuff, I do feel like I'm getting better about recognizing that in myself and asking for what I need instead of just trying to like plow through and then doing my job poorly or messing it up because I couldn't really focus on it. I think it's interesting you talking about the kind of going through your whole life, not realizing that you had sensory issues and now starting to discover that like what those are for you. Yeah. Do you feel like they've always been there and now you're finally feeling the freedom or ability to speak up about them? Or do you feel like maybe as you're getting older, like they're becoming more? Uh, yes. And I, I, 
do feel like they've always been there, but I also feel like, you know, I mean, we've talked about this, like our childhood mental health was not a thing. No, never. Um, it was never addressed. And, you know, if you had any kind of like mental health issue, you were wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I think that I've probably always had sensory issues, but I didn't have a word for it. And I didn't have the... Um, capacity in my life to recognize that and to do anything about it Uh um and so i but i do think that it's probably like as i get older i don't know if it's just because i'm more aware or if because there's just more stimulation yeah i do think that's probably part of it you know we had an analog childhood and a digital adulthood and Uh digital everything is just far more stimulating so i think um you know, I think that it is more stimulating than what we had growing up, but I think I'm also just more aware of it. Yeah. I think sensory rest for me, um, this is where I'm going to use the flow tank. Mm-hmm. So kind of going back. So sensory rest uh, to me and mental rest, I think are a little similar um, in, in that I feel like those two are kind of tied for me. Uh, they're tied together. Whereas my constant sensory bombardment leads to my constant mental overwhelmingness mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah and overstimulation. so overstimulation mm-hmm. and so for me sensory rest the thing that i first fell in love with in in the float tanks if you guys don't know what they are they're sensory deprivation tanks i've been doing them for a few years now uh it, it's the it's my favorite way to relax because i'm so tied to everything that bombards my senses that when i get in there and the lights are off and there's no sound and the water is heated to my body's temperature, so I can't even tell where my skin starts and the water stops kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And just like there's no taste, there's no anything in there. And I just am. Mm-hmm. And I just float there in nothingness. Yeah. And I love that. And it's even in that space that I'm reminded of how much I need that. I think of how I feel when I get out of that. I feel more clarity i feel more restful i've even told sherry this i mean speaking to the fact that or speaking to to our need for different types of rest there are times that i will fall asleep in a float tank and i'll sleep for an hour and i will wake up more rested than when i get eight hours of sleep at home yeah it's because i got the kind of rest that i needed total deprivation right yeah nothing else like bombarding you in your sleep yeah, what I needed. Wife not next to you, kicking and oh, rolling over. Jeez, all constant. <laughs> a cat not snoring. Um, <laughs> or drooling on you. She did just lay down here she next to us. She did just lay down right next to us. She's, She's so, so sweet. sweet. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a cook. Um, and so I think that's what sensory rest looks like for me. Yeah. Creative rest. Oof. <laughs> yeah, so this is where um, we talked about the difference between rest and renewal. Mm-hmm drawing and kind of anything like artistic i i am an artistic person um but i'm too much in my head Mm -hmm. and so drawing and and even like just coloring in a coloring book is restful for me but it's also kind of not because i'm in my head all the time and i want it to be perfect and it never is because i'm not that great of an artist and so like especially with like drawing and stuff i'm it never turns out how i want it to it never right. turns out how it is in my head and so i'm just like stressing myself out like trying to make it perfect hmm. which is less restful yeah but i will say this is where that difference of renewal comes in because drawing for me does release like these creative juices to me that make me want to create more mm-hmm. and it does like inspire me to do more and so um i tend to kind of shy away from like you know if i'm having like a a rest kind of day i don't get out my sketchbooks because i know it's just going to stress me out because i'm not going to draw what i want to draw but i do think that i need to be better about just getting those out and just drawing whatever crap comes out because um i know that when i do i it like i get better every time Mm -hmm. and it it creates more inspiration for me and i think that you described it perfectly that creative rest can a lot of times be more about renewal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about pursuing that hobby. It's about engaging in a creative activity that you enjoy. So this is the issue for creative rest for me, is that I default to producing 
rather than creating. (laughs) What I mean by that is that I will start creating and then I'll be like, oh, this could be a graphic for a client. Then I'll start making social media posts for clients. Or I'll be like, oh, this could be a new like beard oil thing. And so then I'll start like making and then I've monetized it. And all of a sudden it's a business and I'm producing a product, not creating just to create. Even photos, like even just like we'll take out our nice camera and get really good photos. And then you're like, ooh, we could turn these into postcards or we could, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> so that's why right. like creative rest for me looks like doing things that it's just for the act of creating, not for producing anything. Mm-hmm. And so primarily for me, it looks like film photography. Because it's not instant gratification. I When I take a photo on my film camera, I have no clue how it looks. Yep. I can't look at the back of the camera. I can't instantly download it to my phone and post it on social media. I can't do anything. In fact, in Alaska, I have to send my film to San Diego, <laughs> get it developed, and mail it back to me. Yeah. I'm not going to know for a couple of weeks. Right. And so it's about creating. And that's what I really love about it. In fact, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here on why I think creative rest is so important from a spiritual element. I think it's interesting that the first, and I might have shared this on a podcast or vlog before, that the first thing we see God introduce himself with in the Bible is in the beginning God created. We see this this artist, this creator who is making something out of nothing. And so my belief then is that there is creativity in us is actually part of the divine. If we were made in the image of a God, then we were made in the image of a creative God. Mm -hmm. And so to create is part of the divine in us. And I think that it is one of the reasons that it's so restful. I just think that for me, I have to battle that constant going back to produce rather than just like creating to create. Right. And I'm on the other end of that spectrum. This, not, well, I don't know where I fall on that, but it, I don't want to produce. I just, I want to create something that's good. And I'm not good. And so like, yeah, you don't, neither of us create just to create. Right. I want to, I yes. want to create to like have this beautiful thing that I've created and I'm not that talented of an artist. And so like the stuff that I draw is not as good as I want it to be yeah. or what like I have in my head. And so I'm just like, ugh, never mind. Mm-hmm. You get frustrated <laughs> and just don't do it. Yeah. But I think both of us are very creative people. And I think that the lack of creative rest is evident mm-hmm. in both of us. Yeah. All right. Now, social rest. I don't have a. Tra- I don't have any problem with this one. You don't really have any problem with this one. <laughs> I think, especially in the last few years, because again, like I'm, I feel like I'm better about saying no to things mm-hmm. that I don't want to do, or that um, I know that as an introvert will just drain me, mm-hmm. and I am trying to listen to my body more and my when my body says no ma'am I listen to it and so I, I do feel like I'm much better about being like nope I don't want to go out mm-hmm. I don't want to I think if anything maybe you default too much on that side I would agree with that and where it's not and this is one of the things with rest is that if you take 20 naps a day you're not just really good at physical rest like you're you're lazy and you're probably depressed right you know like if all you do is like every night you come home and you just read for five hours a night and you haven't seen another person in two months you're not really good at social rest you're probably isolated and depressed and you need to get out and make some friends and do something right you know and so i think that on all of these there is a healthy aspect to it but also a really unhealthy aspect right and i and i for sure lean too far on the antisocial side um but that's where you come in. Well, so, well yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> that's where I feel like we are a good pairing because there's a lot of times you're like, nope, we're going. Get out. We we're going to go, go see friends. We're going to go sit in a restaurant with other people. Yep. Uh, for me, social rest is difficult because I do largely get energy from people. However, I will say that is changing. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about that. Actually, I think now's a good time to talk about that. <laughs> um, I used to... Th- I used to th- lean too heavy into the extrovert designation and think that that meant that you always have to be around people. But I'm realizing that I'm really loving times alone. I think that even discovering reading has helped that, Mm -hmm. um, where I'm finding ways that for me, I need social rest. And I think for a long time, this was probably the one I was the worst at. 
Well, I think that it kind of goes back to like the physical rest thing or, you know, the things that you can kind of like default to. Um, you are extroverted and you do get your energy from being around people. Yep. And so your default of I need to be around people is just go be around people. But that's maybe not necessarily what your body is asking for. Well, it also isn't just people. And this is one of the things I've been wrestling with and I haven't fully baked this. This is still cookie dough in my mind. <laughs> because I think I there's cookie a, dough. I love cookie dough as well. Um, <laughs> is that I think that there's a difference between people in general and like people that are really life giving to you. Yes. And so to me, what I haven't done a good job is I know those people for me that are just really life giving and saying, you know what, like here's a list of people that I need to make sure I am staying connected with and that I am staying attached to because mm-hmm. those people are life to me. Right. Rather than just being like, oh, I just go walk around Target and Costco because they're full of people. Like, that's great. And I do love that. And I, <clears throat> and I actually, I keep choking to death. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I actually so. do feel rested when I do that. Mm-hmm. But He's going to take a drink of water. I'm going to take a drink of water. So that you don't die. But the part of social rest that I have, one of the parts of social rest I've missed is I haven't been intentional about the people that I'm spending that time with. Right. And I think that. Um, for me on the other side of that, as an introvert, um, it's not all people that drain me. Right. It's people in general, but there are some people that do give me life. Yeah. Yep. And so for you. It's just, it's a much smaller circle of people than than what you have. But I, there are a handful of people that I can talk to and get life from. Now, that does not mean that necessarily just talking to those people will give me energy or Mm -hmm. whatever it also depends on the topic because there are certain topics that are stressful or draining or whatever and that's where the emotional health comes in too i think that you know there are people that are life-giving to me but if we go off talking about whatever topic that is not life-giving to me that person is suddenly not if you talk to a life-giving person about a topic that is draining Mm mm-hmm it's, it's a draining it's a, it's conversation. It's a net negative. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, totally agree. Um, last one, number seven, mm-hmm. spiritual rest. Yeah. You said this was one of the ones that you were feeling the weakest in? I think so. I'm not good at um, carving out time for, like, spiritual health. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one of the things that we talked about. I want to do better at. I do feel like, specifically with, like, yoga, I... I can center myself better Uh um, and I do feel better physically and mentally and emotionally um, and spiritually when I'm consistently doing yoga. Uh I think for me, um, this one ebbs and flows a lot and it has changed even in my understanding of what spiritual rest is because I used to think spiritual rest was like read your Bible and pray. The problem is that like I don't necessarily find either of those things restful. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Gwen, I love when she t- talks on this stuff. She talks about how she is. A, so she, Gwen is a Bible, like scholar, like studier, like she mm-hmm. really digs into scripture. Uh, and so she said that like on a day when she's trying to focus on rest, the only Bible she allows herself to read is the message. Because like, if y'all don't know, there is no study in the message. It is just like <laughs> conversational Bible. Right. And so there's no way to really study the message. You have to just read it. And so for me, I've always struggled with this concept of spiritual rest, but I think that one of the things I want to be better about um, is focusing on like spiritual practices that I genuinely enjoy. Like I love, I love prayer. I love quiet prayer. I love prayer when it is just convert, what feels conversational between me and God rather than just like this list of things I have for him. Um, And so focusing on spiritual practices that are that are like life-giving mm-hmm. to me is one of the things the other thing that i do miss spiritual rest is um you know we my gosh so i was a pastor at a church of about three thousand people for a number of years we were involved in uh kind of starting a church plant with some friends a number of years ago uh but really since april when a lot of mom's health things uh, came up and and I was gone for so long. We haven't really been involved in a church or a spiritual community mm-hmm. uh, since then. Yeah. And I miss the communal element of that. 
Yeah. Like I miss the spiritual community, which is one of the places that I find spiritual rest. I don't find spiritual rest in like a service, a, a church, church service. service. Yeah. Partly maybe because it was my job for so long. It's overstimulating for me. Yeah, exactly. A lot of noise. It's a lot of people. It's too much for me. It's not restful. Not restful at all. And so really asking the question, so what are the spiritual practices or the spiritual um, things that we can do that are life-giving? Mm-hmm. So um, a couple things I want to talk about. Number one is, okay, so like, so what? What now? Yeah, kind of what now. It's like, right. okay, who cares? Um when we talk about this and go through this stuff, Sherry, what are some takeaways for you personally? What are some things that you feel like, I want to try to incorporate this or change this? Like even just a couple things. Um, well, we've talked before on whatever like goals for this year or whatever. Um, I think that I, I do want to do yoga more. It is one of the only kind of exercises that don't hurt my body more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can do yoga and I I feel like I've worked out, like my muscles feel like they've worked out, but my joints aren't screaming at me. Yeah. Um and so I do want to do that because I do feel like it's it's good like physical exercise for me, but it's also like I said mental and emotional and um it's it like it's it's restorative for me in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I do want to do that a lot more. I want to just incorporate that into my daily life. Um, and then I also want to draw. I want to, I want to, I have like 8,000 sketchbooks um, and I, they all have like, you know, the first 10 pages have drawings and then like nothing else. Um, and yeah. I want to, I do want to do that more. I want to, because I, I, I know that just getting out of my head and just drawing something is very renewing for me yeah so i think that's one of the questions that i'm kind of asking is again we started with that balance or that thing that we always go to like you go to books and movies i go to like naps or laying in bed and scrolling Mm -hmm. right and neither of those i don't think are bad right i would argue that we do each of them too much yeah to the detriment of other kinds of rest that we actually need I think if our rest was more balanced, we would feel more rested, right? The fact that we don't feel rested tells me that what we're doing isn't working. Right. And so I think for me, um, the creative rest is for sure a big one. Uh, I don't yet know what that looks like. I keep going back to writing. Mm -hmm. So I, some of you, most of you may not know this. Uh, I used to be a board member for the Alaska Poetry League. Poetry was a large part of my life. I judged poetry competitions from university level down through high school and elementary school stuff even. One poetry competition. One poetry competitions. And so like poetry and writing has always been a big or had been a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. And it's something that just kind of went away. And you're very good at. Thank you. And I genuinely enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think I would like to re-engage with writing. Um. I'm not really a drawer and I don't really enjoy that. That's not restful for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just infuriating. And so, <laughs> uh, but the other thing I would say, and this is one thing I would like for both of us to do, a way we can incorporate this together. We have fun creating stuff together. Yeah. Even the start of your Etsy shop was us just like dicking around in the studio. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'd love for us even to go do, I don't know, even if it's paint night classes or if it is I would love that ceramic stuff. You know what yep. I mean? I think that we need to be intentional about doing that stuff together because we doing are- Doing creative things together. Doing creative things mm-hmm. together because I think that will be restful for both of us. I am not a writer. Right. You are not a drawer. Yeah. And so there's no overlap in those things. Right. But there are other creative things that we can do together. 100%. That we would both enjoy. The other thing for me, uh, my big takeaway is around this concept of social rest that I struggle with. Um, I, so I have a uh, kind of a sabbatical month break from work that I have that's coming up here soon. I mean, soonish. And one of the things that I want to do is intentional time by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it'd be easy for me sometimes, um, you know, when I did this a number of years ago, some of you guys might remember when I went to a road trip, right? It was amazing time alone, but here's the thing. What did I do? I went and I saw friends and I like 
you drove, but it was also from friend to friend to friend. Like, That's exactly right. The purpose of the trip wasn't like intentional time by myself. It was like, how much stuff can I do in this like 10 day period? Right. Where are all the crazy things that on this route that I'm going to take mm-hmm. that I can hit and go to and see? Yeah. And so I think I want to be better about carving out time that is by myself when I am unplugged, when I am not um, like getting energy from people, when I really am learning to be still with myself Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that will benefit I think that will benefit me yeah I think it will actually help me unlock something in myself that I I don't even know is there so I'm excited about that um so here's the thing cool plans (laughs) but I think that you know one of the things that or a few things that are really important now for us is to be intentional about actually doing that yep and so you know it's even saying okay let's schedule a paint night thing together. Yeah. Right. For me, it's like, okay, it's book something for my sabbatical time that is intentional about myself. I already have an idea. I'm going to, can I share it? Yeah. So one of the places I've always wanted to go, um, and stay and stay. Mm -hmm. You guys have seen us go to the shrine of St. Teresa in Juneau Mm -hmm. a lot. It is a favorite place in Alaska. Well, they have a retreat, retreat cabins there. Mm -hmm. They're almost always booked. They have some space available in one of the cabins during my time off. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at it earlier and I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's not cheap, but I think we can make it happen. And I just feel like that is a space that I love. It's peaceful for me. It's like Mm -hmm. a spiritually grounding space for me. And I'm by myself. Yeah. Here's the thing though. Even in the intentionality, I have to be intentional to say these number of days there I'm not going to get in my rental car and drive to the closest breweries. <laughs> right. I'm not going to go see the Brooks fam and hang out with them. I'm not going to, I might do that around there, mm-hmm. but like not during that time. My time there right. is for like social rest. Yeah. And blocking all of, all of the things out. You know, I think for, except for, for maybe me, except for you, I could never <laughs> block you out. You're too cute. <laughs> Sherry's wearing her unicorn rainbow um like blanket snuggy thing right now yes I and am. she's adorable uh, i think for you <laughs> it's warm and it's negative degrees outside I, it is i think for <laughs> you it will be stopping forms of other rest mm-hmm. so that you can do other things right and i think honestly being better about like going back to the social thing for me um you know like you were just gone for a few days and i went to work and i went to the grocery store but i didn't see any friends i didn't like go out and do anything yeah you know i mean i was social at work i talked to my coworkers, and i you know mm-hmm. whatever but it was like i didn't intentionally like hang out with my girlfriends or anything so you, you came home and in the evenings did you read i read watch movies watch movies made dinner Made dinner, petted Missy. Went to sleep? Yep. Literally did nothing else. Right. And so for, yeah, exactly. And so for you, Like it's, I was basically a hermit aside from when I was at work or at the grocery store. That's your norm. And that's my norm. Like I have to make myself go out and do stuff. And so I think it's like- back I talk it, to you. You talk day. to me. It doesn't count. <laughs> um, back to the intentionality. It's like, and here's the thing. I came home. How well rested do you feel? Not. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's the thing. This is this is the point that like he's been hitting home with both you and I is mm-hmm. that we have we are very fortunate to have a very flexible life. Yeah. We have the time, the means, the resources to do all seven types of rest really well. Right. And we suck at this. And we suck at it. And we're exhausted, yeah. we're tired, and we don't need to be. In my defense. Oh, here we go. I'm going to make some excuses, but I did do my injection today. Okay. And so usually a few days before that, I'm just in a lot of pain. Yeah. Um, too much pain to draw? No. Uh-huh. Too much pain to, like, go out and do stuff. Yeah. It's also been negative degrees, mm-hmm. which is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I haven't wanted to be out at all. Yeah. Because it's terrible. Excuses are like buttholes. No, Everyone has one and they all stink, all right. Sherry. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's true, though. But that's <laughs> the thing. is like, it's we could all do that. I know. I know. It, they were fully excuses, but valid no yes to not go out and be social when it's minus nine degrees outside you can draw i can draw yeah yeah interesting sherry 
All right, <laughs> there were other things on this list that I could have done. I want I you to roast Sherry in the comments for all of her excuses. <laughs> um, Rude. Okay, so this to me, going through this, has been... It's been looking in a mirror, and what I saw was areas that we're just really terrible at. Yeah. And that sucks, but it's true. I mean, we have the opportunity then to change and be better, and that's what I hope we do. Mm-hmm. So we have some clear next steps. Um, any last thoughts? I don't know. I, I do wish that we were better at these. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like there's some that I'm really good at, some that you're really good at, but then some that we both just suck at. So mm-hmm. I think that for us, if we were better at trying to improve, and here's the thing, it next week we're not going to be great at all seven, <laughs> right. but if we saw a 5% improvement in these areas, mm-hmm. we would, I have no doubt we'd feel better. Right. And I, and I think that goes back to, you know, your body needs different kinds of rest. And if you're only doing one, then you're never going to feel rested. And so let me ask you right now, on this list, what do you think for going into this weekend? Mm-hmm. It is, we're recording this on a Thursday night. We have a weekend coming up. What do you think is the primary form of rest you think you need this weekend? Oof. Um... probably spiritual yeah Mm-hmm. i think for me it's creative yeah yeah and here's the hard part i'm flying to fairbanks <laughs> on saturday but right i can bring my camera yeah is it 40 degrees below zero <laughs> yes do i know if my camera will work no but i'm thinking about like the beauty of frost and the beauty of cold and all that and even mm-hmm. thinking of that and thinking of like taking photos of that makes me feel excited yeah yeah and so this weekend, you, spiritual rest, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. Me, creative rest. Mm-hmm. Deal? Shake Deal. on it. We're shaking on it. If you don't do it, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. Friends, thank you <laughs> so much for listening. Um, and here's what we want to know. Uh, go over to YouTube, search Lug Life Podcast. Hit the subscribe button if you have not. Over 700 of you have. Thank you. Yes. Um, also hit the little bell icon so you know when we post. Ding, 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 ding. Um, <laughs> it doesn't make that noise, I it promise. It doesn't. It just um, gives you a notification that we posted. Exactly. Uh, I want to know, what are your thoughts on this, on these seven types of rest? And then here's the question. What are you really good at? What do you need? Yeah. And here's what I want to encourage you. Don't overthink it. <laughs> When you that's me. Well, but here's the thing. Here's <laughs> what I really believe. When you hear physical rest, mental rest, emotional rest, sensory rest, creative rest, social rest, and spiritual rest, I think most people, even hearing those words, there's like one of them feels like you got punched. Yeah. You know, it's like we kind of instantly know it's like, ah, that's the one that at least today stands off the page on me. Like, man, I need that. Mm -hmm. And so don't overthink it. Like, maybe that is the interruption for you. Maybe that's that like aha moment that, gosh, when Adam, when you said emotional rest, I realized that that's what I needed. Yeah. And so don't overthink it. Just take an honest look in the mirror and uh, respond accordingly. Yep. I'm excited to go to paint night class with you. I am too. Or ceramics or something. Something. All of them. And we're going to have the most fun. Yeah. Because we love that stuff. We do. And we're neither one of us is going to be super great at it. And it's going to be awesome. And here's the thing. We don't do it because I'm taking a nap all the time and you're reading books all the time. <laughs> we're, we can be better. We can be better. <laughs> you guys, we love you so much. Thanks for listening to the Lug Life Podcast. And we will see you next week on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.